Okay, you might think time management sounds boring. Okay, you're right. It does sound boring. (laughs) Even to me, that word just sounds so corporate. But the problem isn't that people don't know what to do. It's that parts of our job, parts of the calendaring, can induce a major snooze fest. So they just don't follow through because it feels really boring and you just don't feel like doing it in the moment. And I get that. So today we're going to talk about five ways to turn time management into a game so that you can get yourself past the tedious and monotonous so that you can get to the actual goals that you set with those best of intentions back in New Year's. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hello, masterful CEOs. Welcome back to Sincerely Future You. If this is your first time listening, I'm really excited that you tuned into this particular episode. If a friend shared this with you, that's a good friend. They're looking out for you. So give them a squeeze and make sure that they're on your holiday card list. They probably recommended it to you because they see you as someone who likes to learn and then turn that learning into results. I'm Jess McKinley Wayno, and if I sound a little weird saying my own name, it's not because I'm a con artist that's formerly known as Yolanda or anything like that. It's because I just learned not to up-talk from human behavior researcher and charisma expert Vanessa Van Edwards. Check out her book. I believe it's called Cues which is a thing, this uptalk, it's a thing that subtly signals low competence. It's where you subtly inflect, like you're asking a question and I'm learning how to eliminate this from, especially from my introduction of myself, but I assure you it's a phase. We're going to get through it. (laughs) Anyway, I am Jess McKinley Wayno. I'm a life and business coach for female entrepreneurs. And here on the show, I teach you how to master your money, your time, without losing your mind. Are you ready? Okay, so this week's show is about how to make time management a game. But first, we're going to give you your weekly hype sesh because Red Bull, while it gives you wings, also kills you slowly. So a hype sesh is going to give you that same shot of adrenaline you need without the crash. Then I'm going to share the review or love note of the week from you listeners before diving into the topic of the day. And then we'll catch you up in the end on some upcoming things to look forward to if this show is your jam and you want to know how you can apply this outside of the show. Okay, let's get hype. I'm going to lean in a little bit because you need to hear this. Have you ever been in a passionate love affair? I mean, the kind where people are like, "Ugh, get a room, you two or three or whatever floats your boat, where you find a way to work their name into the conversation. You're so smitten that you miss them even when it's only been hours. It's the kind of relationship that they write plays about. No, something even more decadent like poetry. What if I told you that you could actually have this type of relationship with anything, even your business? Okay, so you're not feeling smitten at the moment. Why not, my friend? Feeling love towards your business is your job. You and your business are in a relationship. And I want you to take a thoughtful minute right now to be real with yourself. What kind of partner are you being to your business? Are you loving your business unconditionally, even when it doesn't pull its weight, even when it has a bad day? Are you there for it only when you feel like it? 
Are you trashing your business and airing your complaints about it to anyone who will listen? Your business deserves better than you. How about that? It is not your business's job to make you love it. It's yours. Regardless of whether you're past the honeymoon phase or your team aren't following through right now or your business isn't paying you what you want to earn, I-D-G-A-F, okay? Imagine you planted a sunflower seed and a few weeks later, it began to sprout and you were like, ugh, sunflowers are supposed to be tall and yellow. This is so lame. You have to choose to love your business at the phase you're at. And loving your business is what helps you show up to it. It's what helps you stay curious in the learning when the no's are rolling in. Instead of defeated and in a cycle of blah, it's how you take back the reins. What are all of the things that you love about your company, about being the CEO, about your clients? Get Shakespeare all up in this bee. I am so lucky that this business chose me. I would do this even if I didn't get paid. This, as a coach, this is who I was meant to be. And when things aren't turning out, I don't even mind. I'm here to figure this out for the long haul in sickness and in health. Are you? Okay, you guys, that's your hype sesh. I really want you to take this to heart. If you want, you miss that feeling of feeling in a passionate love affair, that's on you. You get to control that experience. So first step for you is just to take a minute and brainstorm, do a love brainstorm, sit down and think specific, very true thoughts about what you love about being the owner and the CEO. Let's go. You got this. Okay. Now we're going to do the review or as like, I like to think of it, the love note of the week. And this love note is coming from Sprout117. Sprout117 says, hands down my favorite podcast. Whenever I need a bit of helpful advice or just some streamlining in my journey to be the best version of myself, this podcast is my go-to. She delivers consistently intelligent, doable, practical, and sometimes possibly obvious advice that you may not have considered. The impact is incredible. Everything promised is delivered, money-making, time management, managing, and an overall sense of being more put together. Jess is the best friend in your back pocket that we all want. She dispels thoughts and fears and confusion and replaces them with confidence and an elevated value of, on oneself. Are you ready to take control and be amazed at your own power? Start listening now. Some of my best mantras have come from this podcast. And if anything, it will make you look smarter in front of your friends. Wink face. Highly recommend. Thank you so much. Are you kidding me? What an amazing review. I uh, do tend to agree that some of these facts that we drop in here are just very much like pull them and use them as a little party trick at whatever gathering you're going to this weekend. I think that the more you learn, the more you know, the better you can do. And whether you're applying that in conversation to just become a more influential person in your inner circle, or whether you're using it to literally make more money or have more time in your business, these are really, really practical and digestible tools for you. So I agree, Sprout117. You probably do sound really smart with your friends. Okay, you guys, um, if you loved it too, please let me know, share your love note on the podcast. But for now, we're going to dive into the topic of the day. 
making time management a game. Okay, you might think time management sounds boring. Okay, you're right. It does sound boring. (laughs) Even to me, that word just sounds so corporate. It sounds so school, right? But my dad always says, only boring people get bored. And now that I'm a parent, I love to throw this at my son as well. At the risk of anyone ever thinking I was boring growing up, I created a strategy of just making games out of things that bored me. And it's turned out to be a major adulting hack. I have some very effective strategies for increasing productivity. That's true. But if it was as simple as handing over my scheduling strategy, I'd have just written a book and that would be that. Everyone would read it and then just have loads of time. But the problem isn't that people don't know what to do. It's that parts of our job, parts of the calendaring can induce a major snooze fest. So they just don't follow through because it feels really boring and you just don't feel like doing it in the moment. And I get that. So today we're going to talk about five ways to turn time management into a game so that you can get yourself past the tedious and monotonous so that you can get to the actual goals that you set with those best of intentions back in New Year's. And here they are. Number one, ask yourself this high quality question. You know, I love a high quality question. This one is how can I get more done by doing less? So this high quality question is so fun. Still, I want you to set your schedule so that when you wake up, you've already made your decisions about which results you're creating that day. But then, then once you show up to it, what if you could just do less and get the same results? Yesterday morning, my schedule was immediately thrown off because my daughter has been waking up at unpredictable times and she woke up an hour earlier than normal and therefore her nap schedule was also an hour earlier. It was a bit off. So by the time my mother-in-law arrived for the one day of the week that she comes to help us out, I was 30 minutes behind schedule and I'm putting that in quotes, but I don't subscribe to catching up. That philosophy makes the day feel heavy immediately. And when people tell me, for example, in our group coaching, when they tell me that they missed a session and they're like, oh, I just need to catch up on the calls, I say, well, hold on. We don't believe in catching up here because it implies that you have to do twice as much work in a shorter period of time. Instead, I want you to ask, how can I get more done by doing less? Or in this case for me, the result I've been working towards is releasing the scheduling course for my current March class. So I have been telling them for a while, okay, you have all this information. We coach on this informally. You have the workbook, but I am going to be releasing modules in the form of a scheduling course, and it's going to come at some point in the middle of this round of coaching. But... I gave myself two weeks to outline, script, record, edit, and upload that course. Consistently, though, I was finding myself about an hour behind each week or an hour's worth of results behind each week. And now I reached my self-imposed deadline and I get to decide what I want to do. So option one, I could cram. And this is what I see a lot of you guys do, right? You stay up late or you're telling me I have to put my kids on screens. I have to deprioritize phone dates with my mom or walks to the park, listening to my book. And you just get it all done, but you're 
you're subscribing to that philosophy of catching up, of cramming, right? That's a very old school kind of what we're taught in school. You have a deadline. This is how you're going to cram for it. Option number two, I push the deadline. We're our own boss. I know I see a lot of you guys do this as your solution as well. Like I said, that this deadline in this case was self-imposed. No one but me knows that I had planned to release the course in the portal this weekend. The only consequence would be delaying the value, getting that value to my clients, and breaking my commitment to myself. But that's actually a pretty detrimental consequence. And I want you to think about what happens to you when you are constantly pushing deadlines. Sometimes I like my reasons for doing this. Other higher priorities arose or I wanted to include something that was non-negotiable. I wasn't willing to compromise it for just for the deadline. But that actually wasn't the case here. It's all done. It's just missing the intro title slide and outro music. The editing portion isn't done for each video. So that brings me to option three. When I ask myself this high quality question of how can I get more done by doing less, or in this case, how can I get the desired result for me that was the course in the portal for my clients without having to take more time? A solution presented itself. Actually, many different solutions, most of which were not my favorite, but that's a part of the process. When you're not focused on beating yourself up or criticizing every possible option, when you are like, oh, I should have managed my time better. Oh, my, my daughter had to, of course, wake up early. When you're arguing with reality, you are not able to access your most creative brain. So I leaned on the belief that perfect is the enemy of done. And I decided that my assistant will edit the videos in time for the September class, but that in the meantime, we're going to release the raw unedited files to the March current class of Masterful CEOs. And I'm going to use this also once I make a decision. We've talked about this in any episode on advanced decision making. You could just search advanced decision making and find a couple of episodes there in the show. But once we make a decision, we have our own back. And part of that looks like coming up with all of the reasons why this is the best decision for us. And once I've decided it, I'm like, okay, also, this is going to be so great for my clients because I'm going to tell them what happened and I'm going to give them an example of how they can be in control of the business, pivot and have their own back when their plan doesn't go perfectly. And not only are they psyched that they're getting the course this weekend, because I'm just uploading it as I have the videos done and they're all done now, but they're also thinking, wow, so you're telling me I don't have to be perfect? So you're telling me that these self-imposed deadlines that I've put on myself are all made up and I get to continue to ask myself high quality questions to break the relationship between time and professionalism, right? Time and results. And this is what I want to offer to you. So again, number one way of making time management into a game, the number one way of making time management into a game is asking yourself the high quality question, how can I get more done by doing less? Okay, number two. Number two is collecting bonus time. It's like, I think of this option as finding a dollar in your jacket pocket. Once you start looking for bonus time, you're not going to be able to unsee it. 
I'm currently teaching my six-year-old how to roll his piggy bank coins so we can turn it into dollars and decide if he wants to spend it or save it. He is obsessed with finding coins on the street. He looks and he finds it. No matter where we are, even if we're in our house, even I started to think, I never find coins. Like this kid just finds coins everywhere. But we know that's not true, right? They're they're not just appearing only when he walks by. No one else in the house was looking for them. And that's what you're going to begin to do with time. A client cancels a meeting last minute, bonus time. Team member running 10 minutes late to your Zoom, bonus time. Stuck in traffic? You could focus on the fact that you're going to be late Or you can focus on the fact that you're confined to a car with an unplanned time on your hands. Bonus time. The idea of bonus time makes whatever you do during this time feel light and fun. There's no pressure. No pressure to choose the right thing to do. No best choice. No pressure to get all of the things done by the time that this runs out when, of course, with bonus time, we don't always know how much time we're going to have within this like magical world of bonus time. You simply pick something and you do it until time catches back up with you. That is the phrasing that I use in my brain to make this time feel like icing, to feel fun. And when I tell you that every day, I always have bonus time. And when people are constantly telling me uh, things, they're focusing on all of the days that they lost time, I'm like, okay, yeah, I quote unquote lose time or have unexpected wasted time in my day every day. But then I also have bonus time. And because I have that, they almost always cancel each other out. And if I zoom out enough, they do cancel each other out. So if you're looking for a way to make working and make making catching up feel more fun, I want to encourage you to think about searching for bonus time the same way that my son searches for coins on the street, okay? Report back and tell me how much you get done during this time. It is one of my absolute favorite ways to make time more fun. Number three. I just ask, how can I make this more fun? This one is so simple, but time flies when you're having fun, right? So make the things you want to go by faster, more fun. To me, fun is synonymous with challenge. I'm competitive. I come from a competitive family and I love to find ways to win against my day. A client recently told me that she wanted to make using the model a habit. On this show, I teach uh, a coaching tool. It's called the model. It is that your circumstances trigger your thoughts, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions produce your results. Now, some of my clients who've been working with me for a while, they have made a habit of thinking in models. They're very, they know all of the components of the model and it's very easy for them to do. But some of my clients, they just don't have a habit yet of it. That's not a problem. She was looking for recommendations for me for how she could make this more useful. How She's like, how do you think, oh, now is the time that I should be doing a model? And I said, make it a 30-day challenge. Another client is overthinking her copy and her posts and hasn't gotten consistent with posting. And my brain went immediately to posting, sucky or not, 
a 30-day challenge, right? If you just make it digestible, you just give yourself a time frame that feels doable for you, whether it's 30 days or seven days or even just a 24-hour challenge, then you can reset the clock the next day and do another challenge. But challenge might not feel fun for you. You might not be a competitive person. So whether it is challenge or something else, let's figure out what does fun mean to you? What are the undertones of fun? Does Is fun synonymous with pretty and beautiful? And for you, if you're going to do your scheduling, I know some people that they do their scheduling on their Google Calendar and they have everything color-coded and their schedule has to look beautiful for them to want to show up to it. It's like for me, with organizing our fridge, we spend like stupid money to get these containers to make sure that the inside of our fridge looks pretty, which incentivizes us to put things where they're going to go because we want it to continue to look pretty. So does fun mean pretty for you? Does it mean getting physical, throwing in a dance party between your back-to-back seven meetings? Does it mean humor? Does it mean emotional? Does it mean collaborative? I want you to find your fun vibe and infuse that into your schedule. Suddenly, the day is going to feel way more enjoyable to be in and your days are going to fly by. Number four is a timer. The timer strategy is for big ideas, for places where you feel stuck, things that your brain keeps telling you, I don't know about, I want you to set a timer. This one is simple, but I love to use a timer to get my brain moving. Every week, at least one of my clients brings me a version of the problem. I'm feeling stuck. I don't know where to start. I'm just so overwhelmed. A simple solution to getting moving is putting your brain under a time crunch. More often than not, the sense of being stuck is coming from one of three thought errors. What's the right thing to do first? Or the perfectionist tendency of having one idea and not wanting to entertain the sucky ideas first, or simply telling themselves, I don't know, over and over and over again. So your brain can't see another option and you're not prompting it to come up with one. A timer solves for all three. It forces you into action. I'll set a five minute timer to get my brain to dump its to-do list out for me to schedule it. I'll set a one-minute timer to brainstorm email subject lines when nothing is coming to me. I'll even set a three-minute timer when my brain doesn't want to meditate, and I'll just answer the question, what am I grateful for that I've never been grateful for before until the alarm goes off? The timer will help you begin to get out of your own way. We do this to motivate kids, right? I'll time you. But our primitive brain operates the same way a toddler does. If you give it a simple task and a a time limit in which it has to get it done, it's going to get moving. Break it down. Use the timer as a hack to get your brain moving and out of its own way. And finally, trick or hack number five for making time management more fun is to break time. What I mean by that is create a challenge that breaks the relationship between time and money. For example, something like, If your goal is $25,000 in one month, asking your brain, how can I make $25,000 today? Right? Is your brain exploding? Society teaches us that time is money. 
that the value of work you do in an hour is fixed to an amount. You work, you'll make X dollars an hour. And many of us have taken that framework to set up our own business. But entrepreneurs are not tied to this framework. Even if you currently are a service provider that gives massages, let's say, for $100 an hour, I want to challenge you to break the relationship between that hourly rate and what you're capable of earning. If you made $1,000 this week and you want to make $2,000 next week, your brain is going to tell you within this framework that I would have to work twice as many hours. But how else could you bridge that gap in revenue? And this is a lot of the fun work that we get to do in coaching together and in my group is people will tell me the rules. They will tell me the ceilings. They're like, no, you don't understand. I'm exhausted. I don't want to work more. And I'm like, yeah, I never suggested that you should work more. I said, you should think more, think harder, right? Create a workaround. So I use this example a lot on the show, but when I went on maternity leave, I had to use this strategy, number five, to think differently about the relationship between time and money. Because since I wanted to continue earning money and take eight weeks off with my daughter, there was no other solution. And this strategy helps you create so much more flexibility between the real big life that you want to create and the path that you think you need to take to get there. Because there is not one way to create many dollars. There's many ways to create many dollars. So let's just do it. Let's combine strategy number four, the timer, and strategy number five. And let's come up with solutions for this faux masseuse right now. You're welcome if you're a masseuse. Okay. Timer, minute on the clock. Okay. So what could she do to solve for it? She could, uh, without working more, right? She could hire a contractor masseuse and pay them $80 an hour or 75 or something like that and earn the 20 or $25 per client without working. She could sell gift cards. She could create an offer where if they pay in full for four massages, they get $25 off and collect all of that ahead of time. She could book a month in advance and collect payment now. She could offer products. She could, of course, raise her rates. That's like the first lazy solution that people come up with when I say that they aren't allowed to work more. And okay, we're at a minute. So I came up with seven, I think, different solutions. And not all of them are my favorite, but none of these options require you to work more. They break your brain's relationship between time and money. And honestly, there are one or two in here that I really love for her, this fake person. <laughs> she, I love the option where she could create an offer where if they pay in full for four massages, they get $25 off or even not relating it to money where they get some sort of bonus or if they refer a friend, whatever it is. You could do a referral program where if you come with two people, you guys get some extra oil, scented oil of the month or something like that, right? Like make it fun and make it creative and make it about you, but break all of the rules. And the timer will help you stop overthinking about the rules because you only have a minute to think of solutions. So when your brain says, but we can't, we're not allowed. It's like, okay, well, let's just put something down, even if it sounds stupid. 
And that's where your gems come out. Even if you get 10 ideas and nine of them are garbage, one of them is going to get you really thinking about where you could go and where you could focus and you can begin to test it out. So ask yourself, how could you do this this month? How could you break the relationship between time and money? This exercise is going to change the way that you think and keep you out of hustle or under a ceiling in your business. Okay, we're going to take a brief moment to update you on what's coming up in the world of the masterful CEOs over here. If you're listening to this in real time, it's May 19th, and there are so many ways for us to get your business to the next phase. Let me give you the breakdown of what is coming up. June 1st, the splash pad becomes available. You may have heard last week, if you listened last week, I talked about this new offer that is coming for brand newbie business owners or people who are treating their business like a jobby and they want it to really be their job. That is just business 101. It's going to help you with your marketing, your selling, your offer, and it's going to help you avoid all the unnecessary investments that I watch people make when they're not yet making the money to be making these investments. So Splash Fed becomes available June 1st, and you're going to want to get early access to this because you're going to be immediately added to the private community all of my past and current clients are going to be getting this splash pad for free, which means they will be in this community. You're going to get access to women who are at six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures. They've been where you are. And I attract a very giving spirited entrepreneur. They are generous with their wisdom, with their advice. They are always thinking about past them and thinking about how grateful they are that they were willing to get out there and fail, right? And future you is standing atop the mountain of failure that she was willing to experience so that future version of you could be kicked up with her feet up, just enjoying the impact that she has by being deep into this mission. The splash pad is where it is all going to start to click for you, where you'll start to make your first real consistent dollars and where you'll have that written coaching to be able to support you when you feel like you are stuck. Cannot wait for that. That becomes available June 1st. Make sure in order to get all of the updates and be the first people to get the updates, you can get on the wait list. You can do that by going to sincerelyfutureyou.com or in the link in my bio on my Instagram, which is Jess at Jess McKinley Wayno. Wayno spelled U-Y-E-N-O. Okay. June 22nd, June 22nd, the splash pad actually goes live. So June 1st, you'll be able to join, you'll get the private community, you'll start to receive your workbook, you'll be able to connect with the hapsters. And then June 22nd, you will be diving in to the actual tools that you'll be given and really start to make waves. July 8th, this is really just kind of an insider's info, but July 8th is the live event for the March class of Masterful CEOs. And we are getting together. People are flying in from all parts of the country to meet up. We're going to be doing some future work as well as some other just really fun things to connect and to get all set for Q3 and Q4 of business. And we're doing some fun wellness flights in the morning and some 
I don't even want to give it all away, but it's going to be so great. And the live event is going to be a part of all of my group coaching programs going forward. So this is just the first of many. Every six months, we are going to be meeting up in person because I miss it. I crave it. You guys crave it. You've been telling me you crave it. And so if you are brand new and you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds like exactly what I need, then you will be excited to know that July 10th, pre-enrollment for the September class of Happening Sessions is available. Happening Sessions is an intimate room of women entrepreneurs who are going to buckle down together and get vulnerable while we sift through the drama and get down to solving the math problem that is their dream business. We do 50% strategy where I teach you tools for specific scheduling as well as budgeting, making sure the numbers and the policies in the back end of your business is tight and dialed, while we also make sure that we are increasing your self-awareness as a CEO so that you know where you are playing too small and how exactly to stretch to the next level. We figure out those results that you're after this year and we just reverse engineer them and we get them. That's what we do. So you are going to want to pre-enroll. There are going to be some extra bonuses. If you enroll during that time in July, probably a little extra bonus meetup in August if you are pre-enrolled by that time, as well as some other fun goodies. So that is what is coming up in the world over here. If you're listening to this show for the first time and you are curious about what it's like, definitely come follow me over on Instagram. I'm always dripping over there on my stories, just examples of my clients who are kicking ass and taking names, as well as giving you some tips for how you can begin to bridge the gap between where you are right now and where you want to be in your business and in your big life. All right, love bugs, you know I'm here to get you that much closer to future you. The masterful CEO who is the boss of her time, the owner of her money, and the supervisor of her mind. This work can be fun. It is tough, but it can be fun. And each week on the show, we're going to give you practical ways to do just that. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or leave a review. I've been loving connecting with you and hearing your favorite episodes. Come by again next week because you can't wait to hear about all the crazy shit that future you and I are getting up to next. Go break the rules of time, my friend. Talk soon. Hey, hamsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening WJS. Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.